0: The United States of America is called a Christian nation,
1: Christian nation, Christian nation.
0: It's time for a moment of clarity with your host, Pastor Richard Dietering. Let us pray that this nation does come to a moment of clarity.
2: Faith, Faith, politics, 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 history, 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 and current current events.
3: And now, your host, Pastor Rick. Pastor Rick will not be hosting today's program. Instead, Ed Bondarenka will be filling in as today's host. He'll be joining you momentarily. I'm Derek Stone with a moment on sports, part one. The Detroit Lions defeated the Carolina Panthers 42-24 this past Sunday. David Montgomery scored on a 42-yard touchdown run and Jared Goff tossed a four-yard touchdown pass to Sam LaPorta in the opening quarter. Goff threw touchdown passes of one yard and 31 yards to Josh Reynolds and LaPorta respectively in the second 15 minutes and Jared Goff added six points when he utilized a quarterback sneak from one yard out plus Craig Reynolds ran Five yards through a narrow crease into the end zone in the fourth quarter to complete the Lions scoring. Detroit scored half of their points off three Carolina turnovers that included two interceptions and one fumble. Now here's your Moment of Clarity host for today's program, Ed Bondarenka. Well,
4: welcome to Moment of Clarity which at the moment is not so clear because we're having a little bit of technical difficulties with getting our guest on board. Joining me today is Bruce Flurry and uh, I hear all Pastor blowing. Jeff Jones of uh, God's Family Room in Taylor. And mm-hmm. let's see if sure. Pastor Jones has joined us. Are you there?
0: Great. I'm here. Okay. I'm, a, I'm still on
4: the planet. Great, Derek. Can you hear Pastor Joe? Oh, I guess Bruce could because he could answer. So that's good. I can hear. him.
3: <laughs> I, I can barely hear him. He's barely registering. So if you could, if you have a volume control, please turn it up.
4: Do you got that? I didn't
0: hear anything. I go, Got
3: that? Okay. Call yeah.
4: in the uh, call in station number we were talking about All two sixteen hundred. All right. That's see you. Thanks. What,
2: what's, what, what's the old song? Turn up the radio.
4: Yeah, actually, I've got that song on. I used yeah, to play yeah. that. Turn up the radio. Yeah, I'm not gonna play that right now. Metallica. <laughs> yeah. oh, that might be the different song, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, uh, let's see now. Uh, mm-hmm. Pastor Rick can't join us today. And uh, actually, I thought I wasn't going to be available today, and then plans changed, and I was. And so, I told Rick I'd take the show. And then, of course, uh, Rick likes to say it's a show about nothing, so uh, dead air is not the best concept for a radio show. So I was approached by Pastor Jeff Jones to promote an event that he's having at his church, and I said, hey, come online, talk to us about it, and uh, let's discuss the overall topic. Now, Pastor Jeff, you there? I am, brother.
0: Thanks,
4: Ed. Oh, that sounds a lot better. And and I'm going to describe your upcoming event, because it just occurred to me while I was talking to Bruce off-air, was that uh, it's a pre-enactment of Revelation, because there certainly won't be a re-enactment, and we don't want to be around for the enactment, <laughs> right? No, oh, is, no. yeah, so, that's
0: right. It's, uh, it's a pre... Uh, uh, well, it, it still is the, you know, again, I like to call it just the reveal. I mean, Revelation just means to take the cover off anyways. So we're here revealing the truth of what's coming. And could you imagine so? That's
4: that's what the word apocalypse means, too, right? The revelation?
0: Yeah, yep, yeah. We get it wrong sometimes, and again, it just means to take the cover off. That means God's been saying the same thing for 7,000 years. We just haven't been listening.
4: Yeah, Yeah, hard of hearing. Yep. So... (laughs) What is this event actually going to entail? And um, how do people, just just talk about it a bit, okay? Okay, um,
0: I'll give you first a link for anybody, which is
5: uh, r-i-p forward slash,
0: uh, or no, it's rip.godsfamilyroom.com com, and you can watch a live video from previous years. Um, also, you can do a virtual tour and uh, you get a certificate if you do the virtual tour saying you've completed the book of Revelation. So, um, so what we did was we recreated, or we, I should say, we took the book of Revelation, picked out 13 events that we thought were fairly unique in, in uh, a step-by-step manner, and we walk you through in a narrated form in a group of 6 to 12 people at a time uh, narrating these events and witnessing it takes 40 to 50 actors to participate plus props at 13 stations from taking the mark to coming home and finding just clothes of family members to a politician that steps up and and says uh, we're not sure what's happening maybe it's an alien invasion or chinese or russian so whatever you can trust him he'll get you all the answers and solve all your problems if you just believe them Uh, we come to a bottomless pit that has smoke and noises and it tells us that this smoke ascends up and turns into creatures that we've never seen before one of those is a flying scorpion that stings you and if it stings you you're driven insane for five months looking for death unable to find it um, in torment and pain and so we have flying scorpions Uh, Then we call that scene the zombie scene, and these people are those that have been stung. Uh, Then you get hunted uh, by somebody out in the woods, and uh, someone gets their head chopped off in a real guillotine. Uh, Eventually, we see a seven-headed beast that rises from the deep with ten horns, which represents uh, government. For a long time, there was a prophecy in Isaiah that says in 9-6, for unto us... A child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. So we, um, uh, you know, government, it's the biggest fear of government for, for truth to rule or for right to rule. And they've been doing everything they can to um, keep that from happening. So then we, uh, we come to a vile judgment scene. And uh, we explain that we're already in the book of Revelation. I can go into some detail there as well, if you'd like about Chernobyl and then Lucifer's locked up in a cage for a thousand years, but death and hell's not been destroyed. So he gets out. And then we come to a 12 foot fire breathing dragon we have and, uh, uh, shouting blasphemies against anything godly. You end up in a cemetery. And at that point you can have no more decisions to make in your life. And so we explained that, um, God took our sin, suffered our punishment, and offers us forgiveness, and it's your choice. He's not going to make you believe it, but you can keep your own sin, have your own punishment, and never have forgiveness with God, but he's giving you a way out. And then a grim reaper uh, points you in the direction, and one by one, they have about a 70-foot lonely walk through hell by themselves. And and then we invite them into the church, and there, my we have an angel dressed up, and uh, we got hot cocoa and coffee and snacks and stuff like that for everybody, so... So um, wait, a minute, wait, wait wait, minute, wait the there's going to be that's hot cocoa verse. and
4: donuts in, in, in the millennium. That's. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, that's, I mean, come on. It's, it's the one thing. And uh, I think I heard, I really, Jesus had talked to me and said that he may just make you the CEO of Dunkin' Donuts. Oh,
2: man. <laughs> 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 yeah. let so, Actually, I got a seven-headed beast. The seven-headed beast, does that include uh, Democrat politicians?
4: they're the ones driven mad oh yeah well you know
0: the the beast um the beast is seven heads and ten horns and those represents uh those represent you know kingdoms over time but it's you know uh we think a lot or we don't think a lot about uh, what we call mythology uh i'll call it zeusology but even in the book of revelation it tells us and kind of warns us that um how can this church uh uh, Pergamus do what they do, sitting in the seat of Satan, and we find out that the seat of Satan in Pergamus is where the temple of Zeus is, and um, this is the leftover remnants of those that think that they can still take on God or attack God or limit God and uh, use utilize earthly power to manifest themselves to control. And uh, you can live in that world or not. I don't. I live on this planet, but I don't live in that world. Mm
4: -hmm. i gotta say as you were describing the event you're you're hosting at your church it seems to me and i'm looking online i was looking at the video while you were talking it seems to me like it's the ultimate biblical haunted house event people go all around looking for the best haunted house you know (laughs) wired's orchards and all these different eloise and you know Trying uh, I trying to outscare everybody. To me, this should be the scariest haunted house to visit for the we, Halloween we have season. Pe- we have Did people, you plan it that way? People. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: We have people that ask to not <laughs> to ask to be exited. Can we leave? Because we have about sixty strobes and fog machines. We have live demons, we have stuffed demons, we have all we have these eight foot flying scorpions over your head. Um You know, these zombies come at you, um, and because it's narrated, and I explain before they walk into the woods, first of all, this is a live woods. There's things out of our control. We've done our best. (laughs) As long as you stand on the trail, you're safe. We've removed, you know, but there's black widows and brown recluse and snakes and rodents and poison ivy, but we've cleared the path, so that kind of hopefully gives us a little control. But then I show them my Bible, and I show them that – I only have about six pages to turn, and everything God has said for 7,000 years has already happened. So this is a matter of if it's going to happen um, or when it's going to happen. It's just eminent. It's going to happen. And so when you look at that two-inch-thick Bible, you know, and an inch and seven-eighths of it is gone. I mean, it's already happened, and it's all true, and it's whether it's been prophetic or whether it's been historically documented. I mean, this is an accurate book. You know, written over centuries across, you know, continents and in multiple languages, and yet it's stayed uniform and it's powerful. And if you, most people don't like to look at the Book of Revelation because they they don't understand what they're seeing. But um, that's the way we are in dreams. You know, you wake up and you had this weird dream that left you kind of in a panic, and you try to describe it to somebody, and you sound like an imbecile or or a crazy person because it don't make sense. It doesn't happen chronologically. Sometimes we're in the dream, sometimes we're the character of the dream, sometimes we're outside witnessing the dream, and it's the same thing that happened to John on Patmos. And so when he writes this all down, it doesn't have to happen in the sequence. It's just telling us that these things are coming, and are you ready? And I can't tell you how many times Jesus said, you know, in the Word, watch, watch, be ready. You know, he gives gives us multiple parables, and you know, and some, you know, the, the ladies with the lamp came to the, to, to the wedding and they were waiting for the bridegroom and they run out of oil and, and they're out of luck. And they, the rest of them go on and they're left behind. And, you know, they're all telling us stories of get ready. And so this is a, uh, an urgent warning. And so we, we've been able to leverage Halloween. We don't celebrate Halloween, but, you know, we are able to use demons. and All of our demons have names on them. Because are you paying are wage? The... I'm sorry I didn't hear you
4: are you are you paying the demon's minimum wage <laughs> <laughs> they, well they all have names and these are the things that haunt us
0: at you know yeah. prejudice yeah. hatred uh, uh, jealousy envy yes. doubt fear anxiety these are the things that are in all of our lives so all of our demons have names and that's how they are in the in the reality we just we just don't name them as such and we we leave them haunting us and we drag them through, yeah. you know, our families and our workplace and our day and, and they, they can, they, they can leave and you, you just have to tell them to do so. So, Bruce, Or
2: you can keep Bruce entertaining can them and inviting them in. You know, these are the problems that we yeah. have. Yeah. A couple of things. First off, I think we've seen the, the actual demons, uh, uh, show themselves last weekend in, uh, in Israel. Um, uh, but the other thing uh, now about the, uh, about this this the the event, uh, Pastor. Good afternoon. Um, yeah. Okay. Now you're you're talking about narration. Now, are you going to be narrating from the Book of Revelation itself, uh, as as I, the, the I'm, guests? I'm,
0: I'm narrating in my own words. Oh. They, okay. It's, but it's but it's pretty it's pretty online. I mean, just you know. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Like for instance, I was explaining to Ed earlier that. There's one scene we call the vile judgment scene. There's two people crawling on the ground, and they look like they've been acid burned. And yeah. it tells us in Revelation 9 that a third of everything green is going to burn up. A third of the people are going to be uh, killed by disease and viruses and torment. A third of the people are going to be wiped out by, by war. And then this star falls from heaven called Wormwood. And I narrate this whole story. And it, when it, comes to, when it lands, in, lands in the water, it contaminates a third of the world's water supply, and everything in that water dies. The water becomes unusable. Well, oddly enough, about 40 years ago, there was this place called Chernobyl, Russia, and a nuclear power plant exploded underground, left a massive hole. Um, when the lid came off of it, all the debris fell back down into it, even penetrating the hole deeper, which was all radioactive. They didn't know what to do, so they grabbed all their trash and all their dirt they could and buried the hole, tried to say it never happened. And in the meantime, for the last 40 years, it's been slowly rotting through the Earth's core. It's about to hit an aquifer that uh, that feeds through uh, Bering Straits, and it's going to wipe out the Pacific Ocean. Anyways, um, if you take the word Chernobyl in Russian and convert it to English, the word is Wormwood. So we're already in the Book of Revelation and have been for some time.
4: So you're saying that yeah, you were saying earlier that the uh, it's not necessarily a uh, literal chronological chronological order, and we've, we see that with a lot of books in the Bible. for instance, some yeah. people act like there's two different uh, Genesis accounts when really it's, look it's the same telling in chapter two as it was one just from a different perspective or a different you know uh, yeah. uh, go ahead yeah, I kind of have to zoom in and zoom out. You know, so uh,
0: here's a general overview in basically the first you know eight chapters of revelation, and then it intensifies directly to some events, and then it kind of uh, views back and then and then and then it, again what's happening in heaven, and you know again, it, there's no time there, so how can we even you know make that relative to anything down here? and when we when we exit space and time, you know it's another dimension of things, and so then, then we jump into the thousand year millennial reign, we get a new heaven coming down, but then we we go back in the last few chapters and, and label some warnings you know twenty one eight says, but the fearful, the unbelieving, the murderers, adulterers, sorcerers, uh whoremongers and all liars shall have their part which burn with lake of fire and brimstone, which is a second death well that's that's been since creation because you know, we forfeit the kingdom of God that dwells inside of us when we have these ugly things that are in our life roundabout. And so um, so those are those are always there. And but you know, again, you know, here's God in eternity, and you know, he's barely blinked and no time has gone by, right? But maybe seven thousand years have passed on our end of it's over the last week up there. So So you know and it, and it, it tells us. Go on.
4: You mentioned a difficulty in for some people to understand the Book of Revelation, and I remember back before I became a believer, uh, when I was uh, basically doing drugs, and um, having a conversation with my my younger brother, and he says, uh, "Well, you know, the Book of Revelation and this and that." And I says, "Oh, you mean uh, Saint John the Mushroom Eater?" You know, because it, it sounded like a, a horrible psychedelic dream. You know what I mean? Like somebody had done yeah. too many mushrooms. And I remember my brother putting his uh, thumb in his ear and his uh, pinky finger up in the air like it was a lightning arrester. And I said, well, geez, you don't believe in God, do you? He says, well, no, but I'm not taking my chances. And a lot of people are like that. They're like they're they're lukewarm. In fact, that's even referred to in the book right. of Revelation about. Being lukewarm, and Jesus said, I'd rather you were hot or cold, but lukewarm, I spit you out. And yeah. so people have to make a decision before all this happens. And I remember when we talk about the imagery, Jay Vernon McGee oh. likes to say that, well, he didn't say this in particular, but people read the book of Revelation. And they're they're they focus on that and they're reading the end of the book, trying to understand the end of the book, and they don't know any of the characters. And Vernon <laughs> McGee would say Revelation is so easy to understand if you just read the first sixty-five books before jumping oh, yeah. to the end
0: of the book trying to Absolutely. figure out the
4: plot, right?
0: Well, you know, Ed, I say the same thing all the time that the Old Testament says the exact same thing as the New Testament. It's just that the Old Testament is the New Testament concealed and the New Testament Is the Old Testament revealed. And so it says the same thing from cover to cover. You know, Daniel, the book of Daniel, so, you know, something written 600 years before Christ is almost step in step with the book of Revelation. And, you know, yet it's still relevant today. Now, again, if if you, this is some of the tricks that a lot of, how do you explain a dream to somebody? You'll say, I don't know, I saw this thing. So you can't explain the unknown. With unknown words, you can only use known words to explain the unknown. And so here John says, I saw this thing, you know, it, you know, it looked like a, you know, I don't know. It had like a, like a face of a man and a feet of a bull and a, or the horns and a, and a, and, a, and so, and it goes, and, 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 we, and like an eagle on one side, well, when you say all that, it sounds silly to us because, you know, we, then we try to make that technical and, the problem is if you drew a picture of what John or Ezekiel, you know, or Daniel saw, I mean, some of them look just like a Huey helicopter or some sort of stiff landing, uh, you know, UFO or something.
4: And right. so even uh, paratroopers.
0: Yeah, yeah. 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 So, you know, again, and so, uh, so even when it's, it's, it describes this time frame that this bottomless pit opens up and the smoke ascends out. Well, instantly my mind jumps to, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a Detroiter through and through and, and I've driven over and through Zug Island and, and Ford motor in different places. And it just, that's what comes to mind is the the torment of the industrial age, which, I'm thankful for some of the things but you know we families got destroyed and you know and separated and we moved you know moved away from the fire and clustered up into the city and you know and 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 it's only it can only get worse and now we've got the the technical age of AI and and uh so who knows what's ahead and how this all works or you know when it talks about taking a mark uh you know in your hand or your your forehead we never knew about you know, retinal technology, but Delta airlines at the airports already has them up in place. They're a big hoop that you walk through. So you don't have to wait in line anymore. If you fly Delta, you just walk in, it's retinal scans you, and you go right on the plane. I mean, there's no check-in, no nothing. Boom. You're, you're good to go. Um, let alone all the, all the uh, uh, grocery stores in Europe that have, you know, hand passing to, you know, to delete your savings account for when you buy your groceries or, or the or the new coolers in Chicago at Rite Aid, or uh, that that you walk up to and you can't open the door until you first let, you know seize your eyes and then it opens the door. And so um, these are this technology is all part of an advancing movement, or I should say, better yet, a funnel. And um, I always say it's hard to keep pants on a funnel. But anyways, it's but it's we're in this funnel, and and everybody thinks they're getting kudos from from spiritual wickedness in in high places by every little point they do. And the presidents for the last 250 years have all been moving a little notch forward in some way or another. I don't know if it's unknowingly or if it is knowingly based on other niches. And I don't know how much you want to get into. So,
4: (laughs) well, I think Bruce had a question before the break or a comment. Go
2: ahead. Yeah. As, as far as some of this, uh, this AI and all this stuff goes. How far do you think we are really from from uh, mandating the chipping of individuals like we do with uh, with our pets?
0: Um, I think I think that it's so ready to happen. Everything is in place
2: for it yeah. to
0: happen. Um, they've already tested it. They've already you know. There's plenty of buildings uh, and places you can't go unless you you know you put your hand or your fingerprints there. Right. And again or they do a retinal scan as a security at almost all the banks. Um, you know, there's a level, even even in, the, even in the military, the military is 50 to 80, maybe even 100 years ahead of what we see, and they've had it for a long time. When you look back at some of the research the Germans were doing in World War I and World War II with uh, mm-hmm. jet uh, uh, aviation and so forth, I mean, they've got... Jeff, they had hold that. Yes, th- go ahead.
4: Hold that thought. We've got okay. a break in 30 seconds. The music is going to start to play right about now. Sure. So, folks, come on okay. back. Join us. We're going to continue this discussion. We're going to talk about what's leading up to the book of Revelation. Come back yeah. a moment of clarity. Thank hey.
2: More with your host, Pastor Richard Dietering on Wham!
3: Ed Bondarenka is filling in for Pastor Rick as today's host. He'll be joining you momentarily. I'm Derek Stone with another moment on sports. The Michigan Wolverines hockey team obliterated the Massachusetts Minutemen 7 2 last night. TJ Hughes and Garrett Schiffsky scored 64 seconds apart in the opening period. Dylan Duke, Shivsky and Seamus Casey lit the lamp in a span of seven minutes and two seconds in the middle frame, and the Wolverines wrapped up their scoring with goals off the sticks of Duke and Rutger McGroherty in the third period. Hughes, Duke, Casey, Luca Fantilli, Marshall Warren, and Frank Nazar each recorded an assist, while McGroherty, Gavin Brindley and Jackson Hallam each accumulated a pair of helpers for the Maze and Blue. The Wolverines and Minutemen will begin battle again tonight at 7. Now here's your Moment of Clarity host for today's program, Ed Bondarenka. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, welcome
4: back to Moment of Clarity Part 2 today. Once again, Pastor Rick couldn't join us, so you're stuck with me. And of course, you're stuck with Bruce Fleury of Abilene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and joining Socrates. us is Pastor Noble Jeff Jones, rather of uh, God's Family Room in in Taylor, and we were talking about the event that uh, his church is hosting, which is, like I said, sort of a biblical haunted house for Halloween. I mean, uh, these events scared straight man. This sounds like some kind of show. Up, uh, take your kids to uh, let them see. I mean. You know, a lot of people don't understand oh, what awaits us. They've, they've seen stuff in movies. They've heard the word apocalypse, and they, they always think of, you know, like uh, Mad Max movies where apocalypse, like Pastor Jeff was saying earlier, just means revelation. But this is God's revelation. The book of Revelation, the revelation of St. John, is a revelation to St. John of the return of Jesus Christ. Now I will say this: a lot of people don't see it that way. They spiritualize this book. So I don't know if you've heard the terms before—pre-mill, uh, amill, amill, or post-mill. Basically, people who think uh, amill thinks there is not going to be a millennium. Okay, uh, post-mill means that Jesus comes back after the millennium and receives a kingdom that Christians have already established. Given our track record so far, nah, I don't think so. So then that leaves pre-mill. Jesus comes back to establish a kingdom in the millennium, the thousand years, where he reigns on the earth before he winds everything up on planet earth and creates a new heavens and a new earth. It's all, all part of a drama, a human drama that started the day he created Adam, well, started before he created Adam and Eve, created the heavens and the earth. The whole book of the Bible describes... What happens here towards the very end doesn't tell us too much about what happens afterwards, but we have promises. I say all that to say this, that the book of Revelation specifies that at a certain time, and and there's some controversy about this. Now, I was telling Bruce off air, there are some people, some religious traditions that reject the Millennium Kingdom. Now, I have a friend at work, good Christian brother. He doesn't see it that way. He what he thinks are good arguments for his position. There's another guy that we both know and in his denomination used to broadcast on this station and it's called a preternism. And that's where basically Jesus has already been come and gone. His second return was in like 70 AD and some people think 110 AD, something like that. Uh, Pick your choice, which means basically to my mind, we're on our own. I, I don't fully understand preternism. All right. I don't get it. I don't see how you can buy that. So that leaves... The way that a majority of Protestants believe is that there's a there's this thing called the rapture, where God's people will not go through the grief that he has planned for those for the resistance, okay? The people who refused to accept him as Lord and Savior. I'd like to point out something here, as long as I'm talking and I'm preaching. Hmm. Becoming a Christian, we talk Protestants talk about being saved, okay? And we use that word a lot, you know, have you been saved? Did you get saved? And that's saved from your sins, saved from hell, saved from your sinful nature, accepting the this help that the spirit of God gives you to overcome the stuff that torments you, the fears, the drugs, the alcoholism and helps you people miraculously escape that upon becoming a Christian at times because the holy spirit comes in and does a work in them. However, the real process is accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior, which basically means you do a pledge of allegiance to Jesus, because whether you know it or not, if you don't have allegiance to Jesus, you're on the losing team, okay? That's the whole thing that sets up what's coming. So he does this uh, rescue. We talk about special forces coming in and rescuing hostages. He comes in. He rescues us from the face of the earth because of the judgment that's about to come on on the earth called the tribulation and that's when a whole bunch of other stuff happens that i don't want to be here to see but i've read about it pastor jeff was i even close
0: yeah no it was straight on you know i again there's a lot of words that that people get messed up in and and they they, they really don't read their whole bible or they get taught by someone who thinks different ways but the Bible, like like I, you know i think the bible explains itself. And I can always find two or three verses to match or back things up that I believe. And so the word rapture doesn't exist in the entire Bible. But in the Greek, the word rapteo does. Rapteo was, uh, was translated caught up. So we're caught up in the air um, and forever to be, you know, with the Lord. And I, I finally resolved this. And I tell you and I've, you know, been in the ministry for over 40 years. I've, I've preached on the campus of U of M. I've preached in the cities of Detroit. I have probably had have spoken 5,000 times and, you know, open and publicly. Uh, and uh, and I, I say I finally came to this understanding. You know, I don't care whether you think you're pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib, millennial, post-millennial. I mean, I can show you some scripture to give you the right direction. But no matter what, I will never, ever, ever face The wrath of the lamb. Never face the wrath of the lamb. And this tribulation period is the wrath of the lamb released on this planet for the purpose of of many people. They're going to shake their fists and say, What in the world are you doing, God? You know, I hate you still, you know. And and the whole idea of, of the tribulation is to bring them back to finally surrender from their selfish will and say, Hey, God, you know what? You got it all. I'm just going to trust you with what's coming tomorrow. I don't know when. I don't know how we're going to follow up these two weeks, uh, two weekends of our RIP event, Revelation Invasion Persuasion. But well, we're going to follow it up on the 29th and 30th with a little prophecy conference. And uh, there'll be some really good matchup to current events uh, on, a, on a follow the dots, man. And uh, so, yeah, that, here we go.
4: So yeah, and that's that's good uh, you know see there it's there again, you use the term called wrath of the Lamb. And you say that, you know what it means. I know what it means. and I'm not I'm not uh, uh, what's the word uh, uh, not putting you down for using that term? not at all. but you know, th- the Lamb is the Lamb of God, who is Jesus who was slain sure. on the cross. He represented. Yeah. He was the sin offering, which is what was uh, demanded in the Old Testament law. And so the, this
0: uh, he's this lamb was yes.
4: offered a Passover as as for the sins of the nation, and Jesus was put on the cross on a Passover for the sins of mankind. And so he's called the Lamb of God for that reason. But now he's going to come back, and we call it the Wrath of the Lamb because, the, or you say the Revenge of the Lamb if you want to say yeah. that, you know. But you know, it's it's not quite like that. It's not a revengeful thing. But God has to deal with sin. He has to deal with sin on this planet. He can't let it go. We always say, why doesn't somebody do something? Why doesn't somebody do something? Jesus is going to do something, all right. Now, you were mentioning that the Old Testament and the New Testament are in agreement. And there are some who believe that the New Testament supplants the Old Testament. And to some degree, that's true when it comes to the law. But certainly— We shouldn't be ignorant of the old testament because you said the book of Daniel points towards the book of Revelation.
0: Yeah, I mean there's so many. Zephaniah, Malachi, uh, uh, Micah, you know, there's so many so many different, you know, point Isaiah, you know, again, uh, you know, just perfect, beautiful thing. And so just think about the statement, okay. I use the term wrath of the lamb. And but <clears throat> now does a lamb sound really ferocious to you? They're like, oh my goodness! There's a there's a mad lamb coming at me, you know, and so we've got to apply that, you know, even to its terminology. Truth is a frightening thing, and hell is truth seen too late, and so, um, so we've got yeah. to realize that there is a scary truth. There is a uh, something like you know, I call it brick in your face is how I use it. But if there's a, this brick in your face that's gonna that's coming. And you know, even no matter when he does decide to, to fulfill all this, he's the fulfillment of the law. So, you know, we are Israel. I mean, this whole thing processes into, into what has to happen. I mean, Christ, you know, on his knees in the night, begged and said, Father, if you could take this cup from me. But, but you know, as he's pouring out sweat drops of blood, and he says, well, whatever your will, let it be done. And so... It's understandable that that this world has to kind of go through the same thing, and we, as a a body, a bride, a church, a, a, a calling out, an assembling, uh, all these things. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying it's going to be peaches and cream, but you know we probably should be you know understandable that you know, whenever god does come back i you know he does say there'll be buying and selling and giving of marriage and so forth you know right up to the very end and so uh but then we got to understand what that millennial age is like and we got to understand the the new jerusalem coming down and the new heaven and all right. those things when when god mentions those things and he whether it's in the book of uh romans or the or the book of of uh chronicles or proverbs we can we can match those it just takes a little bit of time to do so and and and, and i think he he says he wants us to search for him like hid treasures and that's that's why he, jesus came speaking in parables because he kind of wanted to separate those that just want the easy button or those that really want a change in their life and that I mean, that's our ministry here we have so many people that you know, we're cocaine addicts or we're alcoholics or or we're right. porn addicted or we're uh devastated by divorce. And you know, we're not we're not the perfect place. We're the we're a spiritual hospital and that's so Amen. you know, God's looking to repair us, not not make us I mean, yeah, when we get to heaven that's gonna be cool. I mean I can't I can't even imagine. I got two daughters there. I can't wait to see them. You know, so but there you go. but you know, Give me a piece, so it,
4: it's well, it's rare that I get to interrupt the pastor while he's preaching. I, I do it at my go church, ahead. but I get away with it. But give go me ahead. a second. Bruce has go a ahead. comment, but I want to say right now, if anybody has a question or concern about what we're go talking ahead. about and you want an answer, please call in 734-822-1600. I think Bruce has a question, a concern, or a comment. Let's, go, ahead. go ahead. Bruce. Go ahead. Uh,
2: you talk about the the wrath of the wrath of of, of the Lamb. Uh, I think Jesus uh, definitely showed. Anger uh, on a number of occasions, especially most notably when he uh, went to the temple and upset all the tables and money changers. And sure. also, I, I, I think he was probably a little upset over seeing one of his disciples cut off the ear of a Roman guard. Let him who draws the sword will die by the sword. Uh, what do you what, uh, what do you think that uh, do you think that kind of holds uh, water or, or what?
0: Well, I love this uh, that the whole scenario. You know, and sometimes we jump at it so, so fast. But did you ever, ever, ever hear Jesus complain about Peter walking around with a sword on his side?
4: Never did. No, that's he later the, that, said,
0: and that's why the Second Amendment so, is so godly and perfect and not fearful.
4: Sell your cloak by an AR fifteen, I think is is the paraphrase in the modern translation. <laughs>
0: yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like my, I
2: like, I like my, I like my eighteen inch Musburger a lot more than my AR. So.
4: Yeah. Well, we, we, like, we like our
2: thirty-eight and our forty-five and our our shotgun.
4: <laughs> I like something yeah. I saw recently that said, "So you think organized religion is a problem? You you think religious people are opposed to you? Just check out Jesus. They crucified him. And yeah. You know, yeah, literally. Yes. Is, give us Barabbas. Give us Barabbas. <laughs> yeah, but oh. then again, it's kind of interesting. I mean, I've always felt. That, I've always felt, and this goes to uh, anti-Semitism. It wasn't the Jewish people as a people that were opposed to Jesus. In fact, I There's recently heard a guy talking the about the uh, the uh, uh, Caiaphas and his uncle Ananias, yeah. the Ananias crime family that had yeah. bought their way into power. They controlled the temple. The, that was the money changing. That was a crime syndicate as bad as the Biden family. And Jesus was, it wasn't getting political but he was upset with what this crime family had done to the temple and it they they were the ones that were actually fomenting this the, the power actors were fomenting this against Jesus and got him narrowed down into the into Herod's courtyard with their supporters and as you said give me barabbas but they represented they represented the anti-god influences we have uh, uh, Joe from Wyandotte on the phone uh um, unsurprisingly, uh, like Dick Kupke said earlier on his show. So, uh, Joe, what do you know?
5: Yeah, I wanted to get Jeff's reaction to something. But first, I want to say, the Bi- don't get upset by this. It'll make sense. The Bible is a children's book. We are children. We can't okay. understand everything that is God. And God does not owe us all the answers. You don't hand a six-year-old child war and peace. You hand it Mother Goose or Dr. Seuss, right? There are a whole lot of other things that the other Next Testament will then tell, but my understanding with the rapture or lack thereof, again, this is frail humans trying to put logic and reason to something that is of God, we we may never understand until we get to meet our Maker and hopefully will entertain us with a discussion to fill in some of these blanks. But I've heard people say that the rapture was really a 19th century creation, and it was never really ever a thing before that. And to me, again... From a human standpoint, it doesn't make much sense. Uh, Why do you rapture your troops when you're about to go into battle, right? It'd be like uh, rapturing the apostles right after the resurrection. Where are your troops then to go forth and spread or to get your victory know what i mean It, it is a human rational dichotomy that we can't can't
4: let's address that let's we're running out of time first off i'd like to take a shot at it one is you don't have to believe in the rapture for the rapture to happen okay i've often been ambivalent about whether it's going to happen or not, but I'm going to be ready. I'm going to be qualified for it, for the extraction of the troops under, under an overwhelming siege. I, I'll buy that, but uh, go ahead, pastor Jeff, you address it. And then we have a call from Walter. Who we want to squeeze in.
0: Uh, I think, I think Joe, you made some great points, uh, but the, on the truth of it, you know, we, um, uh, there was, there were there were other people that rose from the dead when Jesus rose from the dead. So, Um, Yes, the disciples didn't go at that time. They they had a mission that they were given to, to preach the gospel to every creature. So they were left behind for that purpose, and there will be people left behind that will also preach. And there's also New Day prophets that will rise up. In fact, there'll be the return of Enoch and Elijah as well during this time. Uh, when we're gone, because we've got to be trained. Do you know how to use the sword? Have you been trained how to use the sword? Because we will rule by His Word, and we're going to have to be trained for a moment, and we have to be translated, the Scripture says, we're going to be translated into an understanding that the second death has no dominion over us. So we're superhuman, trained as warriors, to come back, and then we will take on some major, major battles. And Lucifer gets thrown away for a thousand years, but yet gets released. And then, you know, because death and hell hasn't got destroyed yet. And so people are still, during this whole time frame, it's going to take a long process to finally get our hearts right uh, and accept God as supreme and rule. and, And thank God for grace and patience that waits to do what has to be done.
4: Excellent. Let's take a call from Walter. Uh, I was beginning to think Walter stopped listening to the show since he seemed to stop calling in. But (laughs) I'm glad to have my friend Walter. Come on, Walter.
1: That's right. The black attack is back. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, man.
4: Let's keep the right side of this, brother. Let's go. We only have a few minutes.
1: Yeah, I bet you'll pass it and tell that my voice I'm a a slow brother, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh,
2: oh no!
5: Coffee just came matter. out of
2: Bruce's nose. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not quite. Almost.
5: <laughs> yep. Hey, your voice portrays sure, you, Walter. Walter. <laughs> hey, let's get
1: serious. I'm, uh, now that we laugh, let's. I'm. I'm, I'm about to invoke the wrath of John Hagee and the assemblies of God. There you go. you are going to kick me out. My, de- my, my denomination probably going to kick me out on this one. Who cares? I'll, I'll go to John, the- on
4: we only got a couple yeah. minutes.
1: Okay, yeah, listen. The gospel, according to the rapture of the church, started with John Darby in the 1800s. And, and, and as if Joe wasn't the first troublemaker, I'm the second troublemaker. <laughs> I really believe <laughs> that the church in America and across the world is going to go through all of it. God is not appointed us to rap. I know all the scriptures that we make excuses for. We're going to get caught up out of here before we go through tribulation. He's never promised the Church in the New Testament or the Old Testament that they will not suffer trials, persecutions, tribulation. If he raptured the American church without lukewarmness before uh, before the uh, the tribulation period, he have to apologize to the suffering churches right now that's going through it. And by the way, they haven't been raptured. Of their trials, tribulations, persecutions, and why and think we're going to get caught away before. See, right now I can see the simeons of God kicking me out and John Higgins cussing me out. Because, anyway, anyway, I don't believe it's going to happen until after. Matthew 24 says, After the tribulation of those days, then shall you see the sign of the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great glory. He didn't say before it. And, and, and you read in Revelation about all the judgments. The, you know, the horns and all the rest of the judgments on the enemies of God, the evil. Just like in the Old Testament, when he sent the ten plagues on Egypt, he did not capture the Jews or the Christians back in the Old Testament church up to heaven. He protected them from the wrath, from the ten plagues. Likewise, in the New Testament, you are not subject to the tribulation, I mean, the uh, wrath of Jesus, however you worded it, or the wrath of God. But you will see it upon the enemies of God, and you will still be here. I'm out of here man. You
4: know That's great Walter and that's that's like I fully understand your point of view there. I've often wondered that why us? Why why should and I don't think the American church will be raptured. I think remnant from you know that's that's committed to the Lord Jesus Christ from around the world may be raptured. Like I said, you don't have to believe in the rapture to get your ticket punched if that's it. And I want to be prepared to go through it too if I have it, to. I'll do what I need to do, Pastor Jeff. Any comment on that before we yeah, run things. out of time here?
0: Yeah, two things. First of all, first of all, he says those days will be shortened for the elect's sake. Number two, it's um, that I really the theology has nothing to do with our event. Um, we do not twist theology through this. Outside of we challenge uh, the mark, we talk about um, there will be uh, people caught up. There will be an Antichrist that comes forward and revealed. There will be a bottomless pit opened up. There will be people driven insane. There will be Christians hunted. Um, government has always tried to stop uh, the rule of Jesus Christ, or right rule, I should say. Um, the devil's going to get thrown in prison for a thousand years. He gets released. This dragon uh, hates anything to do with godliness, and you better make a decision before you end up in the grave where you stand with the gospel of Christ to set you free because you won't be able to make no decisions, no candles, no prayers, no money, no begging, no, nothing will change. Once you leave this, this living world, as we know it and step into, you know, the other realm, Pastor and Jeff, we have 30 seconds you left, okay? I just want to say, you folks, go to
4: rip.godsfamilyroom.com, rip.godsfamilyroom.com yeah. to see more. This has been Pastor Jeff Jones of that church, and they have this uh, yeah. Christian haunted house uh, on the rapture. I may be mischaracterizing it. Come on back, moment yeah. of character uh, clarity next week. Thank you.
2: You've been listening to A Moment of Clarity on WHAM Talk 1600 with your host, Pastor Richard Dietering. Be sure to tune in again next week right here on WHAM Radio.